Tennis legend Vijay Amritraj joins me. Watch the live coverage of the US Open 2022 on Sony 6, Sony 10 2 from the 29th, followed by the live coverage of the quarterfinals from the 6th of September, Sony 10 2 in English. And this is fabulous. The language of your choice, Sony 10 3 in Hindi and Sony 10 4 in Tamil and Telugu. Wonderful to speak to you. How are you doing? Good, Rishi. Been a while, but uh, great to catch up with you again. Let's start with the men's draw. I mean, Novak Djokovic is not playing and the field feels full. You know, there's Danny Medvedev, Rafa Nadal, Alcaraz. If you'll allow me, I'd like to go quarter by quarter. Danny, it's been a strange year for him, hasn't it? I mean, he's been injured. He's been banned. He blew a two-set lead in a Grand Slam final. And most recently to Kyrgios in Montreal and Tsitsipas in Cincy. So it's not looking too good, but you can never write him off, can you? Talk about Danny, please. No, Daniel Medvedev is a true champion. I mean, this guy is... Uh, come through some difficult situations with some uh, in the course of the year. But I think the most important thing is he's got matches now under his belt coming into the Open. That is a key element, in my opinion, when you get to the hardcore season, and especially when you haven't played the grass court season. And so this is meaningful for him, irrespective of his losses to these guys. But I do believe that Medvedev is coming into the Open in fine form. Taylor Fritz uh, is another in this particular quarter, somebody to watch out for, and also is the 2021 Open semi-finalist, Auger-Alissime. We were in France at Roland Garros and he, he put up for such a fine display. So it's not going to be all that easy for Danny. Dominic themes also in this particular quarter. Would you say affirmatively that uh, Daniel Medvedev would be the semi-finalist from this quarter, you think? It's <laughs> a long way off from the semi-final, but uh, let me say that he would be the edge favourite. Let's call him that. But this is a tough section of the draw, by the way, with all the names you just mentioned. Yeah. So I do believe that any one of them can come out into the quarterfinals and semifinals here as we look at it deep into the second week. But a lot of things have to fall into place. Matches have to be shorter. You don't have to play back-to-back five-set matches. You don't want to get caught up in late-night matches in Manhattan. It depends on the weather, whether it rains, whether there's a thunderstorm coming through. There's so many things that take shape between two weeks, between the beginning and the uh, last weekend of the US Open. A lot can happen. So the second quarter, Vijay, has Stefano Tsitsipas. It has Casper Ruud, who I still think is a better clay quarter than a hard quarter. Matteo Berrettini, he should be really uh, eager because, you know, he withdrew from Wimbledon. And, you know, Tommy Paul has been playing some some good yeah. ball. Of course, Taylor Fritz there. So how's this quarter looking to you? You know, looking at the men's draw now, if you leave out the top three guys that we've seen, or top four guys that we've seen over the last couple of decades, you're looking at a good bunch of guys who actually you can't pick one and you say, what, is this guy a two-to-one favorite, three-to-one favorite? I do believe that the competition is very tight. As a matter of fact, you know, I hate to say this, but I will. It's pretty much compared to women's tennis now. Anybody can win. And uh, that's what makes it men's tennis more interesting at this point in time. If you take Nadal out of the equation for the moment, the one name that we've all been used to over the years, having won as much as he has, I think all these guys have a chance of causing upsets. Now, the question is, how many of them can put seven matches together? True. Third quarter, Carlos Alcaraz, everybody has been pumping this boy up so much. I still feel he started to have trouble closing out matches, Vijay. There's him, there's Herbert Hercats, who's in this yeah. particular quarter. Yannick Sinner, those are the highest seeds in the other half of this particular quarter. How's that looking to you? There's Goffin, as I look through the draw, Hercats, Sinner, Alcaraz. I'd like your thoughts on Carlos Alcaraz. 
I think uh, I've always said that Alcaraz and Sinner are the future of men's tennis. They're the youngest of the bunch, I think, if I'm right. But I do believe that uh, the players have been spread out quarter to quarter very well. And when there are 32 seeds in the draw, you're not actually playing a seed till the third round. So that those things make a big, big difference. When we were playing, there were 16 seeds in the draw. So you could play the next 16 guys in the first round. So the, it always made it a lot tougher and scarier. But here, I do believe that uh, when you look at Alcaraz, I think a lot of pressure was put on him early. They started quickly calling in the next Nadal. You know, I firmly believe he's a real deal. He's got incredible legs. He's always right behind the ball when he's about to strike it. His timing is good. He moves forward. He attacks well. He volleys well. He's got a good head on his shoulders. He won a thousand series, thousand Masters event. He knows what it is to beat the big guys as well. And he's not there just to play and have fun and get into the quarters. He's there to win it. The fourth quarter, you know what Rafa Nadal fans are saying? It's hilarious when you go on to Twitter. He pulled out of the Wimbledon semifinals because he knew that Djokovic is not going to be playing the US and it's a great chance to win. But if you look at form, Vijay, he's not looking very good in the warm-ups. But in 2017, he didn't do anything in the warm-ups and went on to win the, the US Open. So there's Rafa in this one. There's Andre Rublev, number yeah. nine seed. There's Francis Tiafo, who yeah. I think very highly of. You think a fit Rafa should make the semis? I think an 80% Rafa will make the semis. And I do believe that when you won so much and you know what it is to play the big ones, the most important thing for Rafa, in my opinion, is not to get stuck in four and five set matches in the first week. That's going to play a big role in his fitness. And I think this, if he's able to get away with a couple of good three-set matches and early in the week, the weather stays in his favor. And by the time he gets to Monday and Tuesday of the second week, he really hasn't had too many sets and, and he's got the days in between to rest up as well, I think he'll be truly, truly the clear favourite in the second week. You said that. You said that the men's is as open as the women's and let's look at the women's draw now. At Roland Garros, Iga Schwantek was a heavy favourite to win at Wimbledon. They said she was a slight favourite. Now, after those defeats in Toronto and Cincinnati, she's as equal as anybody else now. So there's Serena Williams. Everybody is hyping this up as a last one. Schwantek in Shriantek's quarter is actually Muguruza, Kvitova, Ostapenko. These are all very big hitters. And what do you think of Quinwen Zeng is what I'd like to know. Incredible. I mean, the, <laughs> again, as I said, I mean, Kvitova and Ostapenko and all of them have one grand slam. So they know what it is to win the big ones. And I think Kvitova just got to the final of Cincy as well. So everyone has had a good mix of matches at this point. Shriantek came into Wimbledon as the clear favourite. Because no one had had that kind of a run from the Australian to the summer grass court events. I think Venus was the last one who did that. And then I think now having lost a few matches here and there, reality is set in a little bit more and less expectations on her to be the clear favourite like she came into the championships, not feeling very comfortable on the grass. So I think that continues to make women's tennis more wide open. Serena Williams is interesting for the simple reason that not only is she the greatest player of all time, not only is she the greatest, certainly the greatest player of the modern era. But the fact remains that she has declared that this is going to be her last Open. And a lot of focus is going to be on that. But I'm not quite sure that she's fit enough and strong enough physically to be able to go the distance for seven matches. The second quarter, Vijay has Badosa, Sabalenka and two people, Bencic and Pliskova, who've actually gone deep in New York uh, before. I think highly of Bencic. I'd like a comment from you. Uh, yeah, Belinda Bencic is a tough player. She doesn't go away easily, as does Piskova. 
But I like the way Sablanka strikes the ball. She's a big hitter of the ball. She goes after it. She attacks well. She's big from the backcourt. She moves forward. She's got a big serve. If Sablanka is in form, I would pick her in that piece of the draw. That piece of the draw. And you know what the pundits are saying? They're saying that Caroline Garcia is the most informed player of this tournament. Three surfaces three tournaments in the last three months, including the Western Southern Open last week. You know, there are also a few other players in, in that third quarter with better records at the majors. There's Simona Halep, Madison Keys, Coco Golf. But bid on Garcia, please. Yes, I'm very excited about Garcia for a little bit more of a selfish reason as well, because she has entered the WTA 250 in Chennai as well. That's mm. open. So I'm hoping she'll do well. I'm hoping she'll stay fit and come to Chennai. And we, read, and we are also delighted that Sony is going to be telecasting at WTA 250 for the seven days. So, Garcia beating Kivito, I think she beat Kivito in the final in Cincy to win it. That's moved her up to 17 in the rankings, if I'm right. She's extremely fine form. There's no question about it. And from what my son Prakash tells me, because he does a lot of work with the, with the service in the in Tennis Channel in the US, that she's spectacular personality. She's got excellent temperament. And so, it's going to be interesting to see whether she can keep up that form. But you're right. There's a lot of good players in that section of the draw as well. Just before I wrap, Ons Jabor, she, I was so surprised at that final round loss in Wimbledon. Yeah. It's understandable, you know, there's a post-Wimbledon hangover. This is that final quarter which also has Serena Williams. So, just your thoughts on Ons Jabor and the legend Serena before we wrap. Well, Ons Jabor is, you know, she's just the variety that she has, the way her attitude on court, the way she is with people, all of it makes her a fan favorite. There's no question about it. And it, it was a little sad and disappointing that she lost that final to Rebekina, who was, you know, obviously Onza was the favorite at Wimbledon. But the one person who can blow her off is Serena Williams, because Serena Williams goes after the ball, just like that movie, First Strike. As soon as you serve, she goes for broke. So she's not going to get into a long rally. So uh, those are the kinds of things that Ons doesn't want to play against. But from a form perspective, from consistency perspective, you'd have to pick her. I can't wait to see your elegant broadcasting skills all over again, Vijay. Have a great tournament and speak to you soon. Bye-bye. Lovely talking to you.